funny thing about this movie here. This is not a first-time watch commentary, but I'm kind of going to treat it like it's a first-time watch commentary because I've never... I don't recall me ever sitting through this movie all the way through. Every time I've seen Jackie Brown, I've I've caught it on cable and it'll be, you know, like halfway into the movie. It'll be maybe the end of the movie, maybe a little bit after the beginning of the film. I never have seen this shit in its entirety. And out of everything I've seen from this movie, um, the only things I remember about this movie outside of the cast, like I don't really remember any scenes in particular. I remember there's a you know a scene where spoiler alert excuse me um i think samuel jackson shoots robert de niro there's a scene where robert de niro's fucking bridget fonda they're, they're getting high in the crib and the next thing you know they're just fucking in the one scene i remember a scene where there's a black chick with you know like this red or not red i think it's like a blue you know glittery outfit on dancing in front of robert de niro a lot of scenes i remember with robert de niro apparently but i also remember Samuel Jackson going to see Chris Tucker, putting him in a trunk and shooting him. There's a lot of scattered ass, you know, random ass moments I remember from this movie, but there's not many of them. So, I, like I said, I'm going to treat this like a first time commentary. I'm not going to label it that when I upload the episode, but this movie's basically I'm, I'm going into this pretty blind, man. I never really knew what the plot was for the movie. I just knew that there were a bunch of characters and their story. They, they cross paths and they have a lot in common and their stories kind of intertwine and stuff like that. So that's going to probably make for a good watch i love you know i love when quentin i call that nigga quentin when quentin tarantino you know has a, a a bunch of assorted characters that whose stories like interlock with one another unexpectedly i can appreciate that when tarantino does a lot of shit on screen and you know a lot of things in his writing and his directing that i don't agree with but we're not going to focus on that here now if i see something like that of course i'll bring it up but i'm not going to focus too much on it and take the you know and take the, the the focus off of the film jackie brown itself now let me just say this cast is loaded cast is loaded pam Greer, who is everything in life uh from coffee to foxy brown to ghost of mars to even jawbreaker where she played a i think she played detective vera cruz in jawbreaker if i'm not mistaken i'm not sure if i got that name right but bridget fonda's in here robert forster's in here like i said samuel jackson robert de niro michael keaton the cast is loaded it's an amazing cast i think this was the movie that really brought quentin tarantino's career back around to what it was because i think he, you know he had pulp fiction prior to this he had a uh, uh, reservoir dogs why do i feel like i can't remember what he did afterwards i know this movie was a big deal and i know um the at the, the whatever it was the the award ceremony or whatever the hell the, the the big gathering was the big ball the big gala um a lot of the cast members were were um with quentin tarantino in there it was a it was a big deal man now this is i'm actually looking at this now it says collector's edition but i'm not sure if there's like extra scenes and shit i think it just says collector's edition because it's a it's a it's a bonus disc that comes with the dvd so i'm guessing this is a straight theatrical standardized run through and that's just in case anybody's tuning in with me and y'all already know man if y'all are tuning in with me y'all are the true tutor reviews mvps now without further ado people let's let's do the damn thing and see if i like this movie or not maybe i'll give it a two maybe i'll give it a 10 i don't know we'll see as the movie goes on but Nonetheless, people, commentary for Jackie Brown. I will hit the play button in three, two, one. Why does this shit always lag when I do it? Technology, man. There we go. That's uh, cross 110th Street.
This is actually this song is actually making me want to watch American Gangster. When it's like the big uh the the drug montage and all that shit and they play the same song. Now all my hip hop heads out there, y'all know who sampled this, right? Well, who rapped off of a sampled beat of this same song was um Bone Thugs and Harmony featuring the game. It's called Streets. It's a dope ass track, man. Everybody bodies it, game bodies it, bone thugs body it. Pam Greer looks like she's doing the um the Red Grant challenge. Like I don't know how many people follow comedian Red Grant on Instagram, but uh, he's always going up escalators with the camera facing him like this, not saying nothing, just just going. And I love how Quentin Tarantino when he like sometimes when he does the title card, I don't know if he does it all in all of his movies, but when he did the title card just there, oh shit, Tommy Lister's in this. R.I.P. Shout out. Um, when the title card pops up, it's almost like it's it's like he's treating it like an old school film, like a black exploitation movie. I might have to put this in my playlist. I gotta say, Pam Greer does look right in that stewardess uniform. Oh, this is based on a book called Rum Punch. Never knew that. I really gotta catch up on my uh, my book reading, man. I'm still trying to finish Stephen King's Firestarter, for God's sake. I got a shit ton of books. I just, you know, I gotta get around to getting around to all of them. who love guns yeah this is a very aggressive commercial right here hi I'm Sydney I'm a personal 
trainer and Miss Orange County finalist, and this Hermosa Beach, California. You know what was uh was Quentin Tarantino the first two to put the first person to put these two back together since Goodfellas? Because um they definitely were in Goodfellas together. Samuel Jackson plays Stacks. Of course we know Robert De Niro. His beard is very distracting. Damn, what is she an object? I really could use some more ice. She should have been like, well, get some fucking ice then. I feel like Robert De Niro does not give a shit about anything Samuel Jackson's talking about. Yo, what is what is Quentin Tarantino's fucking obsession with feet, man? Every movie, it's a close-up shot or something to do with this foot fetish thing, man. I I don't understand it. He even wrote it. You know, he didn't direct from Dust Till Dawn, but he even wrote it in Dust Till Dawn, where Selma Hayek's pouring whiskey down her leg and Quentin Tarantino sucking it off her feet. I mean, because who wouldn't? But I'm just saying. It's something with this guy's foot fetish that's kind of strange. He was dead ass serious about it. I don't know what I don't know. She said hello, it's for you. I love that. I don't know what gets on my nerves more. The, the motherfuckers that treat the chicks like this or the chicks that allow it. Like I, both parties are it gets on my goddamn nerves, man. It really does. about to do the bowl rips pipe hits whatever you want to call it because that is more of a pipe than a bowl tomato tomato Clearly, she wants to fuck him. Four years. Four years. For what? Like Robert. Really? 
she just got all the way turned on. Right, she just got all the way turned on. Do y'all remember when they were going to reboot New York Undercover? One of the stupidest fucking ideas ever. That show was actually really good, really gritty, really raw, scary at times. But when they killed Michael DeLorenzo's character off, uh, I was pretty much done with it. And then they added the uh, Malik Yoba had the partner as the white guy. I can't remember his name. And then they killed that motherfucker. I think he got killed in his sleep. Somebody shot him in the head while he was sleeping. Don't 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 reboot New York. New York. Don't reboot New York Undercover. He, he talks way too much. I mean, I love Samuel Jackson, but his character just got the raps. Them brag and boast type of motherfuckers. What's he about to bitch at her about now? <laughs> Yo. Is that absolute he's got right there? That is, uh, he is doing exactly what Cat Williams said black people do. When you, if you're locked up and you call a black person, no bullshit. We gonna question y'all. Where the fuck was you at? What the fuck was you doing? Rightfully so, because we want to know what happened. Like, I remember my cousin asked me one time, Yo, if I called you and said I was in a, I was in a jam or some shit was about to hit the fan, what would you say? And I'm like, I would ask you what the fuck you did. What'd you do to get in the jam? And who's involved? And am I going to, am I an accomplice at this point? Certain questions need answer. Robert Forster. I want every time he says want it's very uh yeah, it like stands sure out oh man I'm looking it up I forgot Robert Forrester passed away in 2019 oh, Jesus so man RIP looking at his resume here he's been in all the fallen movies I see um, London has fallen, Olympus has fallen. That's right, he was in Me, Myself, and Irene. He was in Alligator, the 80s movie, which I actually, I think that's an underrated B monster movie. Even though it's not a monster, it's a, um, you know, it's an animal. But it, it, it's a fucking monster. Alligators ain't nothing. Lizards, they just, they just modern dinosaurs. I don't, I can't deal with them. Yeah. But you was boss though, right? 
chunk up and start talking that court cost shit. Fuck that noise, Jack. I gonna do you. Cost you a thousand for the bond. I can do that. Who's it for? Relative? Fellow named Beaumont. They got him down in county. Started out drunk driving, but they wrote it up as possession of a concealed weapon. Dumb monkey ass had a pistol on him. Ten thousand sounds high. They run his name, got a hit. He been inside. Plus, he from Kentucky, and I think they kind of prejudice against brothers from down south out here. If he runs and I have to go to Kentucky to bring him back, you'll pay the expenses. You think you can do that? Done it. What's his full name? Beaumont, that's all I know. His birth certificate literally says Beaumont on it, and that's it. You know, I was about to ask, like, how the hell does he not know this? But I keep forgetting he was locked up. So, you know, the times they are changing. That's how it is with a lot of people now. You know, they a lot of people that have been down for a really long time, a really long bid. They'll come out and be like, what the fuck is face space? I swear to God, if they make a social media network called Facebase, I need a, I need a percentage. I need a percentage, and I need some of the proceeds to go to the Tudor Reviews podcast platform. Now, they gonna consider that a violation of his probation? They do consider this a violation of his probation. Your boy's looking at 10 years, plus the concealed weapon. You ain't gonna like that. Omar ain't got a doing time kind of disposition. I mean, who who does? I, I don't... I think it's weird when people be ready to go to jail. Like, yeah, I ain't scared to go back. I'll do the bid. It's like, no. No, 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 no. That is time off my life. Hell with all that. Is that a house or an apartment? That's a house. Plus, I used to watch a lot of Scared Straight. They used to have them kids bitching. Now, Chris Tucker was already pretty much a star at this point. He had already done Friday. I think Money Talks he had already done at this point. Dead Presidents. Now, would y'all put Chris Tucker in y'all top five or what? Like, as far as comedic actors go, I would easily say he is top ten. Because in my top five, I think I've got, like, a lot of... I don't know. I know Eddie's in there. 
Mike Epps is in my top five. Uh, I don't know. It's a good episode to do. I might have to um, might have to outline that. But Chris Tucker is definitely top ten comedic actors of all time. Oh yeah, Martin is definitely in my top five. Nineties Martin, nineties Martin, and some of the two thousands Martin, but. Uh, underrated ass comedic actor though that people don't even I feel like that's another person people don't give flowers to while he's still here is Tommy Davison man that dude is a fucking fool on scene What you mean? Everybody's got a friend like that where it's like, yeah, won't you take this ride with me? You're kind of like hesitant to do so because I damn sure know I do because I don't want to end up, you know, I got to use the word again, an accomplice in something. On the low, that's that's how I am too with that type of situation. It's like if I do, if I do smoke, dabble in the devil's lettuce a bit, and I'm already home, don't don't call me and ask me to come the fuck out nowhere because I don't want to be in public like that. Be paranoid as shit, and I'm only in acne. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm gonna tell y'all. Um, I'm gonna tell y'all a story. Speaking of the devil's lettuce, I remember I was, um, I think it was like my early 20s, and I was smoking two of my cousins, one of my homies, who shall remain nameless. And um, this is how you know it was a long-ass time ago, because we were in the parking lot for Thriftway. This when Thriftway Market still existed. And literally, as soon as we got out the car and were done smoking, me and my two cousins, our, our fucking fifth grade elementary school teacher was right she was coming out with a cart and she recognized us right away and she was so happy to see us and we were just so fucking nervous i was like oh my god she's gonna look at me like that dare that dare mascot did not help at all yeah this is this is all wrong people do that when they do you a favor and they, then they bring it up and throw it in your face Indian given Oh, 
Oh, not Roscoe's. Don't tempt me with a good time. Fuck that. Nigga, I can make chicken and waffles at home. Strawberry Letter. I fucking love this song. Somebody sampled this, um... Somebody sampled this, too. It made it into a hip-hop beat. I, I'll never forget, first time I heard that sample uh, beat was when Beans, I don't remember what DVD it was, but Beans was rapping off of it. Life of a boss ain't easy. Every day I'm in the papers, every week I'm on your TV. And if these feds ain't trying to squeeze me, these lords trying to bleed me. He killed that shit. Shout out Beans, man. Samuel Jackson is so slimy in this movie. That's another episode I could outline and get into with y'all. Um, what are Samuel Jackson's like slimiest roles? Like his most villainous roles? Uh, as much as I would want to put 187 on there, it's kind of like a self-defense type of thing. So that's debatable. That's really debatable. He didn't go nowhere but around the corner. This was a fucked up scene, man. It's a really simple shot, too, but it's effective. It's distant. What's more messed up, the fact that he just killed him or the fact that he was talking that, enti <laughs> that entire time? Oh, man. That's messed up. Now, is this... I think this is one of two movies Chris Tucker actually died in. This and Dead Presidents. When he died in Dead Presidents, that was just... That was freaky, man, because they really gave him dead eyes. Like, his eyes were all milky. Yep, this is the part I remember. Sing it, honey. Okay, it was a blue little glittery. Dude, what do they call that? Sequence dresses? <laughs> and Robert De Niro's looking. He's like, hmm. He's like, not bad. He's like, I'm more interested in this chair. He is not, like, moved at all. Oh, he's in Compton.
so dead. Oh, I'm just gonna go pee. Thank you for sharing. James Bond. Right, and Robert De Niro's looking around like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, dog? You got a body in a truck all out in the open? Got rid of him. It's a clear cut case of him or me. And you best believe it ain't gonna be me. I wish one of my friends would fucking be like, yo, I'm outside, come outside real quick and show me a body in a trunk. It's like, listen, you got to get the fuck up out of here right now. I didn't even see anything. I can't even see. I haven't been able to see for the last couple years, actually. I don't even know how I saw you just now. You gotta go. I'm not gonna lie, I keep I keep looking across the table at um at these bags of chips I got, but I, I really don't want to touch them. I'm tempted. I don't want to touch them because I don't want to be like all chewing in y'all ear. This is one thing to like goof off and be doing a commentary, but I don't want to be scarfing down these honey barbecue lace potato chips. They look good though. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm I'm a refrain. I'm going to refrain. I'm going to sip my brew. I'm going to refrain, people. I will not touch them chips. I thought that was Jay Moore. What's that actor's name? Whoever this actor is looks like a creative player. And Michael Keaton, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth. Um, I'm actually backtracking on... Uh, I did an episode a while back that y'all can check out if y'all want to. And I was talking about... I think it's called Keaton's Up to Bat. And um, it was uh, it was centered around the news of Michael Keaton coming back for the Flashpoint movie. And not only is Michael Keaton coming back as Bruce Wayne and Batman, but Ben Affleck's going to be in the movie as well. And um, I was really cautious about it because I'm like, I really don't want this. You know, after the whole uh, Snyder cut came out, I'm like, okay, the focus should be on Robert Pattinson now. And I don't want the the spotlight to, you know, I don't want the shine to get taken off of Robert Pattinson's version of Batman, especially because I've done a complete 360 with that movie. 
or the the idea to cast in the cast and just the movie as a whole because I can't wait for it. But uh, I, I'm actually happy Michael Keaton's coming back. That'll be amazing to see um, how he does. And it's amazing because not only is he coming back as Batman and Bruce Wayne, but he's also um, he, he's in Morbius. People keep forgetting that he's he plays a you know vulture and they're doing that multiverse thing michael kid man there are so many movies i want to i want to do commentary for that he's done i would even do commentary for jack frost i don't give a fuck i like that movie it's a nice warm-hearted funny enough it's a movie about a snowman but it's warm-hearted but uh, Multiplicity is a good movie for Michael Keaton. Mr. Mom is one of the best. That's top five Michael Keaton movies for me. I was like relating to that at some point in my life. And I like him in um, even though he didn't get too, too much to do in the Robocop remake. I know a lot of people hate that movie. I do not. Uh, I think I actually prefer the, the remake cast over the original. But I prefer Verhoeven's gritty, gory, grimy um stuff in the original overall. So let's take a look here at the file on Jacqueline Brown. According to this and, uh, and Beetlejuice. Like, how many people would be opposed if they did a Beetlejuice 2? I did an episode talking about that too, but I, I would... That would be interesting to see. You gotta have Tim Burton direct it, though. If you don't get Tim Burton back for a Beetlejuice sequel, then, then don't do it at all. Light it anyway, so sweetie. Slap on the wrist, but all this criminal activity fucks up your shit for good with the big airlines. Cut to 13 years later, you're 44 years of age, you're flying for the shittiest little shuttle fucking piece of shit Mexican airline that there is. Oh my god. You make what? $13,000 a year? I make 16000 plus benefits. Bitch. In the service industry, Mind you, watch your tone and get your numbers right, bruh. This dude's a real asshole. Good cop, bad cop, I guess. Lots of fucking people know me. It's called the internet. Look, Miss Brown, we don't give a fuck about you. You know who we want. If you cooperate, you tell us what we want to know. We'll help you get out of this. And if you refuse to cooperate, you continue to cop a shit attitude like you're doing now. We will give you the customs, and they will take you to court. And with your pride, the judge will give you two years. She is just not budging, yo. I love Pam Grario. She's looking at them like, you have no idea who the fuck I is. 
permission to look through this again so we'll know exactly how much we're talking about here. Sure, go ahead. She must pull more strings than they know because she is just so laxed about this entire situation. Somebody put the yayo up in there. Damn! What's that shit? <laughs> she said, what's that shit? She had that yayo. Telling y'all, man, don't touch it. Don't play around with that, man. They will toss y'all asses right up in there. Sid Haig playing the judge. Rest in peace. Shout out Sid Haig, man. <laughs> I feel like he's like Captain Spaulding. I think that's the guy's name he played in uh in House of Thousand Corpses. All is that, is that Denise Crosby? The woman in the front with the blonde, the, the short blonde hair. I I really. I think that's Denise Crosby from uh she played uh Oh man, I can't remember her name. The the, the Creed wife from Pet, the original Pet Cemetery. And she was in that movie Mortuary. You know, I thank God, man, knock on wood, that I have never had to deal with, like, legal troubles and court appearances, and that shit has got to be, like, the most nerve-wracking thing in existence. And whatever Samuel Jackson is planning right now, he, he, God, Samuel Jackson is a slippery mofo. I'm just saying, man. I'm I'm thankful, man. Like I I, I couldn't imagine like the the amount of stress on one's head having to deal with shit like that, yeah, man. Those open, so I just come on in. Good to see you there. Why? You got some more business for you. Yeah. What do you do? She is an airline stewardess. Got caught coming back from Mexico with some blow. They set her bond this afternoon at ten thousand dollars. Now I'm figuring. You can take that $10,000 you owe me from Beaumont and move it over to the stewardess. The buy for possession's only a thousand. Mm. Yeah, man, they fucking with her. They calling that shit possession with intent. A 44-year-old black woman caught with less than two ounces, they call that shit intent. The same thing happened to a movie star. They call it possession. Still sounds high. Well, um, she had on, I believe it was, um, 50 grand in cash. 
All right, before we start talking about stewardesses, let's get Bowman out of the way first. Uh, you know, I think somebody already did. What? You ain't here? Hear what? Somebody with a grudge blew Bowman's brains out. Oh, shit. That shit right. Blew Bowman's brains out. <laughs> Just Police made content. Sick sense of humor, oh, man. Yeah. First month, I like it. I mean, yeah, where there's smoke, there usually is fire. Or laundry, or bud. Robert Forrester is like the most strict fucking high school principal you've ever seen. If I don't suspend you, I gotta draw up an agreement, and I gotta do the same thing to the other kids, and I gotta get that kid stuffed out of the locker, and I gotta get the locks changed on the school door, and I gotta do this, and I gotta... It's like, dog, just fucking do it. Why is he counting the money so hard? Like, what if he just ripped every dollar that he was counting? No weapons beyond this point. I can't, oh man, I do that with my notebook pages, but uh, for some reason, I, I really don't like dog earing pages, you know, to bookmark them. I'd rather put a pen inside of it or just have an actual bookmark or make a bookmark, but dog earing, the, 
the pages of, of, of a novel is, I don't know, something like with my OCD pet peeve type of thing really kicks in. He's in love. He's like, oh my God. Jackie. Miss Brown, if you're nasty. <laughs> Robert Forrester is spacing out. I wish they added like animated heart eyes, like Quentin Tarantino put the heart eyes on him and had little birds flying around his head. That'd have been awesome. And he's like, damn, you ain't got no makeup on or nothing. What's up, mama? What you looking all mean for? I know you're just getting out of jail and everything, but... He's like, I am also your savior. What is this song? I feel like I should know. This shit belongs in my playlist, too. I got an old soul, man. Like, uh, like music-wise, people... More so R&B wise, I got an old soul. I love me some golden oldies, man. She ain't taking no chances. is about this scene like the moment that they showed him reading the book up until this moment right here when she got out and got in the car this i feel like this is going to be one of the best sequences uh that i pick out of the entire movie i don't know what it is about just the simplicity She done seen enough fucking cops and all that type stuff. Whoa, they got the red light silhouette challenges from Instagram all throughout this bar. Red lighting in movies is all you can, you never go wrong. You know, just ask Michael Myers in the tunnel chase in Halloween six. Drug related, so if you want, 
So far, they told me if I cooperate. One thing about Quint, you know, I'm listening to the background music uh, again. One thing about one thing about Quentin Tarantino movies I, I really can appreciate is that uh, he his soundtracks are shit, man. He his soundtracks are amazing. I always feel like Quentin Tarantino. I know he didn't direct it, but he did write True Romance. But I always feel like he, you can tell he had a hand in that. Even if you, you know, for the uninitiated, you can tell because he has those scenes of dialogue, and that's like a signature Tarantino thing where he has these scenes of dialogue that can just be about either nothing at all or something particular that that helps the story out eventually. But the way that it's drawn out and the way that it it just it goes on and on and on is amazing he as far as like writing wise quentin tarantino is one of my inspirations for making like dialogue driven moments like either having a bunch of people in a room or two people sitting across from each other or having a monologue just the just dialogue driven moments man it's it's not everybody can do that. It's it's a really hard thing to do and just keep people interested throughout. But he pulls the shit off. Samuel Jackson creeping. Damn, he's a creep. Robert Forrester didn't get a kiss goodnight. Should have played that Black Street for her before uh. You know, but damn, what's it called? Before I let you go. I almost said before I let go, but that's what that's Frankie Beverly, I think. He about to run up. Come on, man. You putting the gloves on. He's always in serial killer mode. Oh, you know what? Speaking of which, speaking of, I remember I mentioned something about the most villainous roles of uh, Samuel Jackson. Lakeview Terrace is definitely a villainous ass role. He pissed me off so bad in that movie because it's like, bro, I get it. You can be pro-black and you can have your opinions on like interracial marriages and couples and stuff like that. That's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. However, just being like the just the a, a terrorist the way he was a racial ass terrorist that motherfucker was crazy in that movie manipulative as all hell beat the shit out of his daughter she didn't bother to ask why he had gloves on and probably what was 90 degree weather Oh shit. You gonna thank me? For what? Who the hell you think got your ass out of jail? The same guy that put my ass in jail. Thanks a lot. Hey, you got caught with blow. That's your business. Pam Greer got some hair on her, man. I mean she always did. But that like that like blowout rap type of hair is like, oh god. Certain certain women can get away with it, man. She does it. Other chicks look like they stuck like a fork in a in, you know in a socket and shit. Sam 
certain hairstyles, man, certain women can get away with. Pam Greer is certainly one of them. Oh, he always ready to kill somebody. I think I like he must have done some bad in his life for him to want to kill everybody that he thinks is going to, you know. I'm so, I gotta say this again, man. I'm I'm loving how her hair looks in this in this scene, yo. I'm not even a big hair guy like that, man. Like a chick, like I don't care how women wear their hair and stuff like that. But it's like she is hurting it right now, man. She is killing it. Now why does he keep turning the lights out? nice split screen sequence it kind of threw me off though she's a she's fucking Pam Greer what you expect <gasps> she got his gun That's right. moments that I've seen in the movie yet, yo. The movie's not bad, but yo, this is some real shit. It's getting silly now. <laughs> he said it's getting silly now. Oh, now, now it's silly. Let's go black exploitation for a little bit. That's what I like. Now, if I have to do more than a year, 
you pay another one hundred thousand dollars. God damn! I can do that. But you know I got the problem. All you know, my money is in, in Mexico. Right. Well, I've been thinking about that too, and I got me an idea. Uh oh. <laughs> she covered in her hand but she just tilted it like to the right oh my god that was a great moment I changed my mind that was one of the best sequences in the movie um, the, the car ride when she got out of jail when he bailed her out that's still one of them but that scene right there was great Cause it's fucking Pam Greer, man. You can't have her all soft spoken in a movie like this. You know, she's gotta have her badass moment and remind people, you know, I know it's a movie and she's playing a character, but she gotta remind motherfuckers that she was coffee, Foxy Brown. She was in a what's that movie? Black Mama, White Mama. She was a badass. She was a face of women, the voice of women, the badass for women as far as the black exploitation era was concerned, man. That was a defining moment for the character Jackie Brown right there. I love it. And her in that fucking bathrobe is everything right now. I'm sorry. Just had a moment. Let me relax. Would you like some coffee? If you're having some. I am. Come on in. Why don't you make yourself at home? You know, just, you know, have a seat. You got a chance to use it? Well, I felt a lot safer having it. Oh, the milk went bad while I was in jail. Black's fine. Yeah, I bet. Would you, uh, I bet. He's got jungle fever. You went out this morning and bought a gun? Well, let's say I got one now, okay? Somebody loan it to you? Yeah. All right. He's agreeing to everything. Ooh, that vinyl collection. Tell you, I'm, I'm really big on vinyls, man. I don't listen to them enough, but I got a shit ton. I've got an entire box of them. And then there's a whole bunch more that I haven't even looked at that just got a bunch of dust on them. Never toss my record player away, man. I got this record player that's like... It's a hybrid. It's a record player. It's a, it's an A-track player. It's a radio. It's a CD player, all in one. The record player's on the top of it, but it's it's a beauty, man. It's a little banged up right now, but still, still a beauty. My daughter used to try to scratch and mix and shit on there, like she was Bilal from Kid and Play. I mean, I didn't get mad because I used to do the same thing. Some songs are familiar, but I can't think of the titles of them. Delphonics, there you go. The Delphonics had that song, um, La 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 Means I Love You. That's my shit right there. Listen to me, La 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 La
deaf guy that wants you that'll only interest him up to a point. Well, but it's a lot of money. It's a half a million dollars all in Cabo. And more coming in. How'd you find that out? Adele told me last night. You called? He came by. What'd you do? We talked. You think he still trusts you? Yeah, his doubts at first, but he's always trusted me. He wants to believe more than anything else that he still can. Why? Because he needs my ass. Otherwise, that money's just gonna sit over there in Cabo. Throw some sugar. No, thank you. There's gotta be other ways of getting it out. Well, maybe. But I'm the only one he's ever used. I mean, he can't use his other people. They're crooks. I mean, he might try to bring the money in himself, but he ain't gonna want to stand in no customs lines. He talking about he like his coffee black. She talking about some you want some sugar. They, clearly there's sexual tension between these two. Yeah, if I get off, otherwise fuck up. It's very possible that Ordell's killed somebody. You realize that? Why ain't going back to jail? Why ain't doing that probation thing again? Max, how do you feel about getting old? You're not old. You look great. Talk that talk, oh, Forrester. Is that really something I think about? Really? Oh, I, I guess I got a little sensitive about my hair a few years ago. It started falling out, so you know, I did something about it. Oof! I dread the day, man. I mean, I'm planning on getting my hair cut next week, but I, yo, I washed, conditioned my hair, people, and, like, picked it out, because it's, like, growing. I use, like, a coil brush and just, like, do that, but uh, I actually picked it out and left it out for a little bit, and I, my gray hairs are really coming in, yo. I think I had one or two, but they're coming in strong. It's my seniority right there. Oh, there it is in the background. I was just talking about that damn song by the Delphonics. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm jamming. Let me stop. Y'all know I jam out some from time to time. Y'all know this. Look at that slow close-up shot. It's all you almost don't notice it. Plus retirement benefits that ain't worth a damn. And with this arrest hanging over my head, Max, I'm scared. If I lose this job, I gotta start all over again, and I ain't got nothing to start over with. I'll be stuck with whatever I can get. Again, good dialogue moments, back and forths. And that shit is more scary. Keeps it interesting. It it uh, helps the story move along. Helps the characters move along. Whoa, Michael Keaton, what the fuck you hopped up on? He he walking like he he just took that cocaine that uh they found. I'm I'm telling you, he high. Hey great, you're here. Yeah. Hey Jackie, how you doing? Hi. Can I have a word outside with Grace a minute? Oh sure, take your time. Um, I mean I slow? Absolutely. Tell me something. She wants to make a deal. Oh yeah, she's asking. She almost sounds scared. What she want? She wants to go back to work. Oh yeah, so what's she gonna give
She hasn't gone into specifics yet. She's been waiting for you to get here. Ah, uh, she knows my kids, right? Well, she hasn't said it, but she's not stupid. She knows it's you who wants her. Michael Keaton, man. I, man, I want to have a beer with this guy, man, and just ask him, like, do you know you're a legend? You're fucking. You're Bruce Wayne. You're Batman. You're Jack Butler from Mr. Mom. You're Jack Frost, for God's sakes. Before the horror movie Jack Frost, he's the OG Jack Frost, for real, for real. And you Beetlejuice. You're a legend, man. That was actually a can of Hawaiian punch, people. I'm lying. You're gonna hear a guy beg for his life, lady, because he betrayed not even Tali. Read the paper. The fuck is this? A, a, a kung fu movie? That voiceover is terrible. Whoa, what is that? A dragon bull she's smoking out of? That's vicious. Bridget Fonda's just, <laughs> she's just the stoner in this movie. Like, I, I can dig it. There is actually no time frame to get now. I now I, I'm not gonna lie. Nowadays, I don't know how people smoke in the morning. Like I've seen people like uh, early in the morning walking down the street smoking an L, and I'm just like, the wake and bake shit was cool when it was a thing, but then it's like, all right, I'm high at ten o'clock in the morning, so I really don't feel like leaving out at this point. Like, nah. That's what I said, man. I like if I do dabble, I, I do it in moderation. Like I don't like to, like I don't know how people smoke all day long. I can't do it. I mean, to each their own. I ain't, you know, I ain't knocking nobody. I had my super stoner phase. I really did, but my tolerance got lower and lower and lower because I feel like maybe two years in a row was a crazy stoner phase. Morning, noon, night. Only thing I can't do, like I can't work. I don't know how people go to work and and you know when they're high or they smoke on break and get high. I can't do that. Can't do it at all. I used to work with this guy. Um, this dude that was from Ecuador. Are they called Ecuadorians? I'm not sure. I don't want to be wrong about that, but he would uh he would be like, yo, let me know when you like. I, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm of course. If he's Ecuadorian, fine. But this is exactly what he sounded like, and I, you know, I'm not trying to be funny here. But he's just like, "Yo, let me know when you go and break homes and da 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 da." And I'm like, "All right, cool." <clears throat> so, uh, 
the parking lot uh he, he parked across the street at the parking lot from where we were working at and um he he fucking would just smoke l's like whole l's on break and i'm like you don't use anything like you don't use like air freshener or it's like no i got my smell goods man it's like dog we have to go back to work I didn't smoke with him, but it's, I, I was smoking cigarettes at the time, so you know it was uh, the ages and ages ago. It's like this major meal that you drink in a shake instead of having a big meal. Is it a diet thing? No, it's what bodybuilders drink to eat. Right. Okay. Bridget Fonda's frame is considerably right in this movie. I don't know if she worked out for this or what, but she's just, every time you see her, she's in a bikini top and shorts, you know? Now, Bridget Fonda, I want to say she was, I think she was, yeah, she was in Lake Placid. I love her in Lake Placid because she plays like the, the scientist or something like that. I can't remember her job description, excuse me, but. She's freaking out in uh in the movie because there's all you know the alligator and the dead bodies and everything that's happening in the movie. She's the one that's freaking out the most, and she gets that dope ass chase scene. Um, she gets the best chase scene in the uh, in, in the entire movie towards the end of it. Lake Placid is another good one we got that was a mix between practical and CG effects. Rest in peace. Shout out Stan Winston because he did the effects for that, but. You know, we were getting shit like the Relic, Deep Blue Sea, Lake Placid, Deep Rising, Creature Features, monster movies, pretty much. Anaconda, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, she trying to fuck. The, don't, 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 don't lick that lid like that. Don't do that. She don't remember his fucking name. I feel like Bridget Fonda sh uh, should be related to Gwyneth Paltrow. I know I couldn't speak any Japanese and his English was terrible, but you know what am I going to say? His English is better than my Japanese. You know? Now, is Jane Fonda her mother? Let, hold on, let me look it up. Let me look it up. God bless the internets. I never really got to know him, but I knew enough to know that I wasn't missing much, so. Anyway, I keep that picture because of all the fucking time I was there. That's the only picture I've got of me in Japan. That's Japan. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I can. Yeah, <laughs> Three minutes later. Now, the way he's breathing right now, people, 200% accuracy as far as me walking up a flight of steps being asthmatic. No lie. Uh, well, you know, it's the first piece of ass he had since he's been locked up. But listen, I said this in a commentary before. It's got to be an urban myth. There's no way that niggas bust in three minutes. I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't understand. 
And if that's what y'all into, then, you know, good luck and Godspeed, man. I just don't get it. Have you no stamina? It's Foxy Brown. Damn, she got Robert Forrester looking up the Delphonics cassettes. Yo, I didn't know Bridget Fonda's married to Danny Elfman, the composer. He directs all, or he does the, the music for all of uh, the Tim Burton movies. Holy shit. Oh no, Peter Fonda's her, um, her father and Susan Brewer. Okay. I got you. Oh, they're not playing that many Ripperton. they not doing that. Stop, yo. Quentin better chill out, man. This is definitely in the playlist. And I, I posted something on Facebook and Instagram because I was bumping this for like three days straight. And I said, you know what? Minnie Ripperton is the first chick. You got to shout out Minnie Ripperton for being the first chick to sing about a dude shooting the club up. And I don't mean that in the literal sense. Um, you know, all the people that know the lingo, y'all get what I'm saying. Shooting the club up people, if we can get really explicit for a second, that means when somebody comes inside you. You know, ladies, that means when a guy comes inside you. Shooting the club up, you know what I'm saying? And Minnie Ripperton says that. She's like, uh, do you want to come inside me? She says that in the song. And I'm like, she was the first chick to sing about a nigga shooting the club up. Gotta appreciate that. Now, a little fun fact, uh, Minnie Ripperton is the mother of, uh, what is that actress's name, the comedic actress? Maya Rudolph. How amazing is that? Everybody, they mom sampled that. I just recently found out um, when I when I put that in my playlist and I was like going up looking up the mini Ripperton um, uh, uh, samples and stuff like that. Uh, I just found out J Cole's "Nobody Dies" or no, every everybody dies. He sampled that that same song. It was just a different part of it, so I didn't recognize it. Thank you. 
job. So therefore, I'm your manager, and a manager gets 15%. No, a manager gets 10%. <laughs> no, that's an agent. A manager gets 10. No, no, a manager gets 15%, agent gets 10, I'm getting 15%. Okay? All right? I'm going to give you is 10. And the same deal as before. I feel like this is improv right here. Again, these just two people sitting across from each other having a conversation. Like, you gotta love it, man. Damn, they're getting super stupid fried. You gotta love that they just fucked and, and nothing got weird. They're just still sitting there getting high from the little dragon sword bowl and they're just having casual conversation. Again, another scene, two people in front of each other having a conversation. Uh, I feel like this is what I appreciate about writing and directing and acting like this is because there's a lot of people nowadays whose attention span, they can't sit with shit like this. But I could sit through an entire movie as long as the dialogue is interesting and the characters are interesting enough. I can sit through an entire movie. I don't need no action sequences, no gunplay, no none of that. I, I can go straight up dialogue driven because my attention span is different for good filmmaking. Which is debatable because I know a lot of people that really can't stand Quentin Tarantino movies. I, I'm not one of those people. Uh, I, I feel like some of the things, some of the, like I said earlier on, some of the choices he makes in the movies, I definitely don't agree with. Django was a task to get through, but other than that, I can't act like Pulp Fiction isn't one of my favorite movies. I can't act like I'm not thoroughly enjoying this film. I can't act like Kill Bill. Both versions aren't two of the best movies ever made, and I still need a part three, Quentin Tarantino. I don't know if he'll ever hear this, which he probably won't, but we need that Kill Bill three, though. Is that Bill Withers? Oh man, I mean, you ain't gonna get serious on me while we're in here chilling, ain't No, it's just about Melody. Oh, you know what? I'm real sorry about that, man, but I had to be somewhere all of a sudden. I figured, oh shit, Lewis ain't had no pussy for a while. So I was like, kick it here with Mel. Three minutes. You did. <laughs> no bro code whatsoever. <laughs> Any bear backed it. He raw dogged it too. You know he did. I feel like only in coming of age teen dramas do you see kids put or just characters in general put condoms on and shit. She believes she. 
Man, so many scenes in this movie are just, uh, I, you know, I've been so wrapped up and, and dedicated and focused to podcasting people um, that I really, I took such a backseat to writing, man. And, you know, if it's not writing for the podcast, that is, but I took such a backseat to writing, man. But scenes like this, the, all these dialogue driven sequences where that dialogue is the only thing that's happening is is really inspiring, man. It's inspiring me to like get back into my groove of of just writing shit. You know, there could I could write like a short film or skit or snippet or something where people are just having, you know, just regular dialogue. Zam, Pam, Zam! Stop hurting him. She killing that dress. Stop it. And that hair. Stop it. Stop it right now. Oh, I thought he was going to say my home number is 911. <laughs> I keep forgetting he's not a cop. He's a bail bondsman. My man said beeper. How many of y'all had beepers out there? I've never had one. Uh, <laughs> I remember there was certain there were certain codes people would use to beat people back in the day. You know, you had to go to a payphone, beep somebody, and shit. And then he calls back after with like, "Hey, uh, I don't know if you got my message or not, but uh, my new beeper number that I got for you is five five five." Five 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 five. Damn, and she got the Kango on that. Yo, yo, Pam Grabber, chill. She better chill. Rocco. The fuck is going on here? Oh, is that a poster for Wolf with Jack Nicholson back there? It looked like it. I don't know if my eyes were deceiving me just now. I don't know. Robert Forrester should just he should just yell at top as long as like you guys got Chick-fil-A or Sparrow pizza here? Max Wasn't it called Sparrow? Sparrow. 
is a Sparrow or Sbarro. S-B-A-R-R-O. That pizza place. Y'all know the Philly people. Y'all know what it was. They had one in Cheltenham Mall. Back in the day, they had one up in Willow Grove. Sparrow Pizza. Damn, I want some pizza right now. Are you jealous? But I'm thinking it's something more like he wants the money for himself. Has he hit it around? No. He just tries to act cool. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. He's just a young guy having fun being a cop. I know the type. Trust me on this. He's more interested in Ardell than he is in the money. If he does anything suspect, it'll be cutting corners to get the conviction. Why do you put so much emphasis on suspect? So if he does anything suspect. What was that movie where Mike Epps? <laughs> he said, "I put too much emphasis on the wrong syllable." Like that's exactly how he just sounded. Interesting choice for Quentin Tarantino to do a flashback quick moment to that same scene that we saw, but just from another angle, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Okay, so it's relevant. It's relevant. I like it. Tempting. Now, is this a flashback sequence or is she back to work? Oh, yep, she's back to work. How's your flight? Fine. Don't you have 
Distribution's parking structure LAX, row F, parking structure D. What are you doing? Recording all this. I thought you were going to let this one go through. We are, don't worry about it. Every bit of this goes in my report. The subject is carrying a flight bag. I am now moving from the flight bag in Manila Are you going to em- are you going to mention that the envelope is oak tag by the way? Pretty sure that's what that paper's called, oak tag. I'm not I, yo, I got to say this again people. I'm staring at these these, these chips over here. I, 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 I'm holding on people. Cuz I actually ate a bag. I had it was like um spicy chili Doritos or whatever the fuck it was I ate before I even started the commentary and I'm like I'm missing those the tingle of those taste buds they and what you know I know what year it is but it's like where are they that they can smoke cigarettes in the food court A lot of characters in the same scene right here. What's about to go down? Is it about to go down? This seat taken? No, have a seat. What the fuck? Yeah, she's not suspicious at all. And then when I leave, well, you know. So what's your name? Sharonda. Sharonda, that's a nice name. Sharonda, go ahead, you can eat. Her body language is like, that shit's making me... You know, I'm I'm like contorting my body all types of ways in my seat right now. Like, what the? Nice From that angle, it actually looks like Willow Grove Mall. Like, for all my you know Philly people out there, it actually looks like Willow Grove Mall right there. I don't know. I don't know if y'all heard that. I don't know who's drag racing outside, but it is raining off and on, so they should probably be pretty mindful unless they plan on drifting out this bitch.
She's like, don't look like I fucking know what time it is. I ain't got no watch, no phone, no pockets on this dress. There's not a phone in this bag. Because it's filled with whatever it's filled with. Robert Forrester just looks like a, a creeper in the food court. Food court creeper. That's a horror movie in itself. He just kills a random employee from each, you know, food place or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm doing too much right now. I know. Robert Forrester is realizing that uh, he's realizing that his fetish for black women has uh, gotten even more serious as time goes on. Writing down her license plate number. Now, what if the car just exploded when she when she drove off? the words now and everything she got him on them delphonics boy what jackie brown <laughs> jackie brown jackie brown jackie brown jackie Three motherfucking, uh, four rather, you know, I'm not going to discount a Bridget Fonda, but she just left the scene. So we're back to three behemoths acting wise in one scene. How awesome is this? Let me just say, um, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying this movie, man. This is not a movie I went into expecting, like expecting for it to be action packed and stuff like that, but I expected what Quentin Tarantino does. Great casting, great dialogue, great direction. Um, this uh, this movie is definitely worth the watch so far, for sure. He's like, calm down. I got it under control. <laughs> what he say in, uh, in Pulp Fiction? He said, shit, Negro, that's all you had to say. That sound like me talking to my woman. I'm like, that's what you mad about? What you mad for? Mark your bills. Now, I don't like that part. It washes off. 
What is he high? Robert De Niro's very much laid back in this film. Uh, I, I know that's the character, <laughs> but you expect Robert De Niro to have his moment. You know where he's. I always expect Max Katie. Right, the same ones. Or uh, or uh, uh, Jimmy from Goodfellas. He said, "You don't buy anything." The fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> I always expect a moment like that. There's a consistency as far as the drinks people drink in this in this movie too. Little small details, man, that I'm paying attention to right here. It, it, I said it felt like it sounded like he bit the fork and not the food that that, that one part right there tee and the jumper the jean jumper it, she's starting to give me vibes of uh, her character from original gangsters i don't know if anybody's seen that movie it it's very dated it's a 90s ode to black exploitation movies you know the ogs are trying to literally the original gangsters are trying to um clean up the neighborhood and get rid of the new gangsters that are in there but uh it's, it's um it's jim brown fred williamson pam greer the only reason I can't take it seriously is because Braxton from fucking Jamie Foxx plays the villain. And he's like, what's up, old man? You don't even know I'm funky fresh. It's like, what? Just stupid ass down there. I love uh, Pam Greer in Original Gangsters. I love that scene where she's teaching all the older women in the neighborhood, uh, all the ladies, for the most part, how to defend themselves. 
you know, like a training class or something like that. She does That's that. That's a really good scene. Until I come out of that fitting room. Wearing a dress. Well, a suit. This is what I have my eye on. You know, it's like, can literally see the glue on Samuel Jackson's wig. <laughs> the Robert De Niro's like, nope, I ain't fucking you again. You got me out of here in three minutes last time. She's calling him a chicken shit? Money exchange for real this time. That was a good caption. this way better is if Chris Farley was in the bathroom uh, or, or waiting to come in the bathroom dressed up as the uh, flight attendant from Tommy Boy like Debo Debo there you go oh rest in peace man tiny lister man 
Go figure. Him and Chris Tucker are in a Quentin Tarantino movie, man. What? Oh, I thought that was the Blue Oyster cult he was listening to. Uh, don't feel the Don't fear the Reaper. He said, "Drag her ass out of there." Wait, what happened? Is that the Murph mobile from Wayne's World before it was painted? The one she's driving right now? Ooh, that's where they got that from? This is the original song, but they 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 sampled that in um or they actually they made it a quotable in um the Jason's lyric song. Forget I was a G. Street life is the only life I know. Damn, who, who, who was the name? I need to look that up. Forget I was a G. That's another one I need to do commentary for. Jason's lyric. I don't know. I think it was called like Brother Whitehead or something like that. More novels, man. How she look how she's casing the, the the whole first floor and just staring at her. This is how I am when I walk in the mall or before I walk in the mall in general. Like I'm just like, oh my god, there's people in here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to interact when I want to buy something. Fuck. is Amy Graham. She was in uh, Shriek If You Know What I Did Last Friday the 13th. No bullshit. That is literally the name of the spoof, people. It's called Shriek If You Know What I Did Last Friday the 13th. She played, um, you know, it was a spoof on... It's basically a spoof of Scary Movie. They do the same shit Scary Movie did. The same movies, but they do a little more movies in the spoof. Um, it's actually dumb fun, honestly. Simon Rex is in it. Amy Graham's in it. Uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Tom Arnold's in it. Coolio's in it. Um, but Amy Graham played instead of, um, Casey Becker, Casey Becker was the character in Scream, Drew Decker was the character in 
scary movie and in shriek if you know what i did last friday the 13th amy graham there played uh screw from behind was her name that was actually her real name the thing i love about that movie was that the killer the, the ghost face killer before he could get a chance to kill anybody they would always die unexpectedly that was like the funniest shit ever Was Amy Graham Heather Graham's like sister or something? Yeah, that's not suspicious at all. It's some Mission Impossible music right here. This shit's getting me a little, getting me a little antsy right now. I'm telling y'all that music plays. That's just me in the store on the regular. Like, it's like yo, I need to figure out am I getting lays or sun chips? Like, I need to get the fuck up out of here. That music is always playing in my head. I'm so serious, yo. Again, man, I'm not. I'm not socially awkward. It's just like interaction. If I can avoid it, I will at all costs, man. She looks terrified. Is she just going to get snatched up by somebody right now? Or is she just going to pass out from like, she's like, oh my god, this is way too much. This is too exhausting. My anxiety's kicking in. The camera's spinning around unexpectedly. I don't know what to do. Oh god. Oh god.
Is that the van from Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh, Mar- I, I, I almost called that nigga Martin Scorsese. Damn, uh, Robert De Niro, he's got that slick back uh, Max Cady hair rocking, but he got that crustache. Damn. Aggressive much? People in the store are going to come up to him like, Sir, are you okay? Was that Robert Forster just there? That was just there? I feel like that was him. Wait, what? He's like, yeah, I, 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 I sweat profusely from time to time. <laughs> he gave her that Jimmy look. You don't buy anything. You don't buy anything. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> he had no choice but to do it because she's super loud about it. When you draw attention, that's when it's just like, all right, no, no need to make a scene here. another topic I could outline and uh, do an episode for is Robert De Niro's most villainous roles. Of course, Cape Fear is on there for sure. Uh, no doubt in my mind that that's number one villainous role. Um, the role of Jimmy is debatable also. Um, the fan, uh, him playing Gil, aka Curly, you know, he dubbed the name Curly in that movie The Fan with a... Uh, damn. It's an underrated Robert De Niro movie. I mean, he did share the screen with Wesley Snipes, but that movie is amazing. Out of way, Bobby! Fucking get... He's insane, yo. He's insane in that movie. He killed Benicio Del Toro, cut his fucking... Cut the number off of his arm, or... What was it, his arm or his leg? No, he stabbed him in the leg. He cut it off of his, uh, his, his arm. Please stop talking, because he just looks like he is just so fed up. Lewis? Lewis? Please, I, I feel something bad about to happen. I feel something bad, and I know it. I know it.
Oh, and I, I called it, people. I knew it. I said I felt something bad happening. She kept talking. I thought, you know, it's bad either way, but I thought he was going to hit her one time. But he fucking shot her twice. The first one, I thought it was like, yo, I'm going to shoot you just to let you know. Shut the fuck up. I'm not playing. But he killed her ass. Yup. <laughs> Yo, y'all can see my face right now, man. Oh my god. This shit. Oh yeah. He's his ass. Robert Forrester's ass still he got the Delphonics on repeat. What do you keep reminding the tape and then playing it over and over? Oh my god. Yo, the motherfucker just killed Bridget Fonda in cold blood. Now she was acting she was acting up, she was being a bit of a liability, but he didn't have to fucking kill her. Can I show you something? Not right now. My goodness. Oh, that's the chick she was in um Ringmaster, that that crazy ass Jerry Springer comedy back in the day. I don't know if y'all seen that. Michael Jai White's in it, uh, Jamie Presley's in it, of course Jerry Springer's in it, but um Alright, so now what are we like getting everybody's POV from this uh this moment? Yep, we sure are. Unless he just revived Bridget Fonda and brought her ass back to life and they all went back in the same store. But no, you're getting everybody I see it. You're getting everybody's point of view from what happened in the uh, in the department store, in the clothing store. There is so much shysty, manipulative shit going down in this movie, man. I decided to wear the suits in my tiny uniform. Oh, that's no problem. I understand. How much is it? Okay, mouse. And away we go. Come to you. Two hundred and sixty-seven dollars. God damn. Oh, wait for change. Oh, uh, by the way, someone uh, left a bag of beach towels in the last dressing. Really well crafted. That was John Carpenter on the ones and twos right there with that score. Bazinga.
feel like Charles Dance should be counting that money. Uh, you know, from when he played a uh, what was the name Benedict in Last Action Hero when he's like, "You were trying to sucker me with mocked bills." Everybody's got their own motive in this movie. Everybody, don't matter who, you know, don't matter what they say and all this other stuff. It, it, it you know, they all got motives. Now, does he find Bridget Fonda's dead body? Or no? Billingsley. This motherfucker, I, I'm convinced that's the first cassette he ever bought in his life. Because I'm trying to tell y'all, the first cassette I ever bought was um, DJ Clue to Professional Part 1. And that shit got so many spins in my boombox, in my Walkman. It was the only thing I listened to. So I feel like that was his first cassette. So I shot her. Fucking mouth about you know, because like, I couldn't remember where the car was parked right away when we came out. So then she got on me about that. Is it this aisle Lewis? Is it that aisle Lewis? It's totally fucking with my nerves, man. So what? You left her there? I, I shot her. <laughs> you shot Millen? Samuel Jackson's looking like. Well, I could treat the bitch like shit, but you can't kill her. Yeah, pull, pull that fucking car over. This is kind of a uh, is it's kind of reminiscent to Pulp Fiction when uh, Samuel Jackson was in the car with um you know he was in the car just shooting the shit with uh goddamn uh, John Travolta. I swear to fucking God, man. I swear on my life, 
she came out with that fucking bag and I took it from her. And then what? And that was it. We went to the parking lot. Well, you shot her. That's right. You know, she should have known me in a room somewhere with a half million dollars. I worked my ass off to get oh, waiting for you. Fuck you for asking me that. Hey, I'm not going to try to set me fuck up. You she didn't ask oh, Fuck you, brother. How could you fucking ask me that? He said, pull the call. He said, he said, he said, what the fuck am I doing picking up this nigga's skull? <laughs> like, I swear to God, you shut up. It's in there. Well, what the fuck's that gonna tell you? I could have taken two out already. It's about to go down. I do remember this scene. I know it's about to happen, but the dialogue I don't remember so much. This jacket, wow. Well, you know, if she got it, well, why didn't she take? Of course, I just looked at the invisible camera that doesn't exist because they said the name of the movie in the movie. I know, but it's 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 if it's a person's name, it's like John Wick. Like you can't keep looking at the invisible camera when you watch John Wick because it's fucking called John Wick. Now again, another still shot with two people right across from each other just having dialogue. You don't need any extravagant shit going on in the background or any crazy shots or anything like that. coming together you see max cherry in the dress department where we man look at me when i'm talking to you you see that motherfucker in the dress department when we about to get a half million dollars and you don't think nothing about it no, being there hell yeah they know each other he bonded the ass out of county well how am i supposed to know you that you know your bail bondsman don't you you know all them motherfuckers is crooked as a barrel of snakes don't you why should i think something's weird if I a don't barrel know of snakes Like, nigga, did you just shoot me in the stomach? What happened to you, man? Your ass used to be beautiful. And still talking to yo. Ooh. Samuel Jackson is a cold motherfucker in this movie, boy. Don't shoot me in my stomach and then start talking to me, talking about what I used to be. Like there's gonna be some redeeming moment amongst the two of us. Don't God damn, that's vicious. Left him right in that van too. 
that Texas Chainsaw Massacre van and just strolled off like nothing. Yeah, this is um this this is definitely I put this up there, Lakeview Terrace. I mean you can kinda count twisted. I mentioned that yesterday uh in my smoking aces commentary, which y'all can check out if y'all want. But uh, I mentioned uh twisted because Andy Garcia was in that movie with Ashley Judd, Samuel Jackson. But yeah, his most his most villainous roles, man. This might be one of them. This is definitely one of them. Wait, 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 just wait a minute, just wait a no, fucking minute. Let me finish. I got there early. The idea was to try on the suit, see if I liked it. If I did, they would wrap it up, then I would put back on my uniform, because Sharonda is expecting me to wear it. Meet Sharonda, give her the shopping bag with the $50,000, and go home. Hmm. Yeah, you didn't do that. A hell of a plan. I couldn't. Ray, I saw Melanie burst in, she grabbed the bag. And somebody fucking killed her for it. Michael Keaton, man. I went looking for you. And I went back to the place in the mall where you were before, but you weren't there. What was I supposed to do if something happened? You didn't tell me how to do that, did you? There's a guy with Molly. There was nobody in the fitting room. You know, you, you know the black come out when the way people just they, they, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, you know you got the right one when that shit come out the way it does. another because i was thinking have they both been in horror movies before uh michael keaton was in i mean batman is horror and this gothic horror in some ways in some ways tim burton ways but uh there was a you know because of course pam Grier was in uh ghost of mars which was a sci-fi horror movie but michael keaton was also in this movie called pacific heights where he played like a like a tenant who was like a psycho stalker type of dude i've never seen it before but i think melanie griffith was in it too Shit, y'all weren't doing your fucking job. It's ridiculous, man. Pick up or 
This motherfucker has got his hair just completely out. He looks like if Mortal Kombat did an all-black reboot, he would be Raiden. Hell of a feeling, right? I'm not going to lie to y'all. I'm actually debating. It's almost 5 o'clock. I'm debating whether I do actually want to leave out or not. I'm very tempted to stay inside. Um, sip the rest of my brews and maybe do some other commentary and stuff like that but I kind of want to get some air I don't know but then it looks like it's going to rain it was raining when I was on my way back home I, I don't know people it's another reason I wish I could stream these commentaries so that you guys could help me out help me make a decision Is he getting high? Or is that cigarette smoke? Yeah. I've been looking for you. You know who this is? It's Mr. Roby, isn't it? I have your 10,000, that's why you call. The fine collateral that you put down on Beaumont Livingston and moved over to Miss Brown, you remember? Oh, she got off, did she? Decided to nil file this morning. Tell me where you are, I'll come give you your money. Yeah, I bet. Still there? Look at man. I know you helped her. And I know you know what I want. Now, Jackie can tell me any story comes into her pretty little head as long as at the end of that story she hands me my motherfucking money. And she won't be my friend. She do that. She don't want to be my friend no more. Well, you just tell her to think about old Beaumont. And if she go to the police, you tell her I will name her ass as my accessory. And we'll go upstate <laughs> hand in handcuff motherfucking hand. And that's a promise. You understand what I'm saying? Damn. You tell her that. And I'll call you back. Shit. Tiny Lister, he he's been in, you know, if he he will forever, you know, God rest his soul will forever be Debo, forever, 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 ever, forever, ever. But he's been in so many just uh, just roles that you wouldn't expect to see him in. I'm talking like he's got a lot of horror credits to his name. Uh, you know, the motherfucker was in Wishmaster Two, Evil Never Dies. He was a prison guard in that movie. He was in uh, Dracula Three Thousand. But there's so many movies that he's, you know, he played just the goon, the um, 
the hired help basically for um whoever the guy Tupac had to pay his money to, pay his debts to in gang related. And I don't think he had any lines in that movie, if I'm not mistaken. Like there there's so many roles, so many credits that this guy has to his name. And it it really hurt when um when Tiny Zeus passed away. You talk to her? She wants to give you your money. If she didn't, there'd be cops ramming your door down right now. How'd you find me anyway? Winston find you. How'd he find me? That's what he does. He finds people. He's like you're the god of lightning and thunder, right? Well, we about to do the Macarena, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? Now, what if he really started playing the Macarena when he told him to put his hands on his head? Oof. Is he going to kill Robert Ford? Now, the, the, the remainder of this movie is just, I'm going in blind. Because... Like I said, uh, said this early on. Certain parts I remember, certain parts I don't. My ass may be dumb, but I ain't no dumbass. Uh, is there a fine line? <laughs> she don't even know you here. She didn't add them edibles that were infused with mushrooms. that you treated like shit so shut up bruh it's not until she's gone he's like yeah that's my that was my blonde head little surfer girl that i could have do whatever i wanted to fuck her Quentin Tarantino loves those slow close-up shots, man. 
This one's a little faster than the last one I had mentioned. I can't remember what scene it was, but I I do oh, remember man. mentioning it. All the time I know, I ain't never heard a scared like that. Usually she too cool for school. Hold up, boy. Give me the key. <laughs> Another episode outline I could do uh, and get out to y'all. <laughs> what are Samuel Jackson's most standout wig pieces in his entire career? Because this is one of them. Triple X is one of them. Formula 51 is one of them. Uh, fuck, 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 fuck. Do we want to say Unbreakable? Was that the movie with Bruce Willis where he played uh, Mr. Glass or something like that? He got the Gumby, or whatever the whatever the fuck you want to call that thing. She's practicing. She's practicing like them dudes, uh, like Anthony Anderson and Tay Diggs and Malibu's Most Wanted. He said, "Freeze, punker! I'll smoke your ass. <laughs> I'm gonna dust your ass." <laughs> it's like, yo, oh man. Oh wait, is it is, is is somebody about to die? Someone's about to die. She turned the lights out. Turn out the lights and light a candle. Samuel Jackson really is looking like the fucking black elder god from <laughs> from Earth Realm. <laughs> Oh my god, that wig piece, man! It's like the ponytail was one thing; it it got on my nerves. But when he wears it out, and it's just like there's like wind, there's gusts of wind blowing through it. It's just like it's a little ridiculous. I'm sorry. Then he got that chin hair like braided up, like he was half a dub C. Like his rap name wouldn't even be Dub C, it'd just be I, because you know I is just y'all get what I'm saying. Never mind. I took it. I took it a little too far, people. I know. I know. I know. Oh shit! We about to have a standoff. Are we about to have a standoff? I don't remember. Shoot her in the Man, 
I'm telling y'all, I'm looking at these chips again. I'm ready to, like, I feel like I'm in the theater. You know, it's intense. Like, I should be eating some popcorn. I got these chips, but I don't want to chew in y'all ear. think I've been doing pretty well as far as holding off. Maybe I've earned the right to eat some chips. Tidy Lister got the bat in his hand. He he was ready. Everybody was ready. Michael Keaton was quick draw McGraw ball. Yeah, so let me the fuck go. Damn, he he just wide eyed too. He he out of there. Samuel Jackson is out of there. Damn, I did not. I forgot all about that. Like I said, there was what's this? Three days later. Okay, what we doing? Yeah, I forgot that this shit went down the way it did. I'm expecting like a uh, you know like some type of old western standoff, a lot of dialogue sequence and all this type of stuff. But we didn't even get that. They said fuck all that. We've been talking enough in this movie, and we're tired of Samuel Jackson's ass. It's my feet. This isn't a bail bond, Max. I hesitated taking that much. But you earned it. Well, I'm leaving now, and, you know, I'm all packed up, ready to go. That's our Dells. They confiscated everything else. Registration was in the glove box. Keys underneath the seat. Hey. <laughs> What's the matter? Haven't you ever brought somebody's car before? Uh, not recently. I didn't use you, Max. I didn't say you did. But he, he would have been cool if she did, though. I know that. We're partners. I'm 56 years old. I can't blame anybody for anything I do. Do you blame yourself for helping me? Look, I'd really feel a whole lot better if you took some more money. You'll get over that. Where are you going? Spain. Madrid or Barcelona? Mm, Madrid first. Have you been there? I hear they don't eat dinner until midnight. You want to go? 
Thanks, but uh, you have a good time. You sure I can't twist your arm? Thanks for saying that. But no. Are you scared of me? She like, well, you should be. He said a little bit. You should be. That's Pam Greer, motherfucker. You should be so lucky. Just, just, just let it happen. Just let it happen. It's, it's, it's been in the making throughout the entire movie. Just, just fuck. come on, come on. Don't, don't fight it. There you go. There you go. He finally got that sugar she was asking did he want in his coffee. Coffee, get it? Because uh, she was coffee and Foxy. Yo, listen, how the universe comes into play. I'm telling y'all, man, I'll make it come full circle every time. He should at least bust that ass one time in that in that, in that Bell's Bond office. Like, fuck that. You got to. After everything that everybody's went through, after all the antics and shenanigans of this movie, you are obligated to bust that ass in that Bell Bond's office. Don't answer the phone. She like, just let me go, babe. Just let me go. He didn't even want to let go of her hand. Yes. No, I, no, he he should have kept it when she when she walked off and he didn't want to let go of her hand. He should have grabbed her ass back and been like, no, 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 no. As soon as I'm done with this call, we we got some business to attend to, sweetheart. You got me fucked up. You didn't spun my whole world upside down. So, uh. We got things to, 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 to discuss and take care of. Trust and believe. He just watching her drive off. Out of his life. There she goes. There she goes. Because you let her go. You let her go. There we go. We close out with the same song we open with. That's what we doing? <laughs> oh, man. Mm, 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 mm. Man, is that it? Cause this was good, man. Do we get like some stingers or what do we get, man? This was really good. I'm glad I took the time out to to finally sit down and watch this movie, man. Now I can finally give it back to my fucking uncle, and he can't hold it against me in a court of law. Shout out Uncle Drizzy, by the way. Um, Pam Greer's just like, I can't wait to move to Mars and play Helena Braddock, the commander in chief. I love how she's mouthing the words right there. Mm-hmm. 
Hit it. Hey, okay. Written in the row. Okay, that's over. It's over. It's over. I know there's no stinger. God damn, that was um. I'm not gonna lie to y'all, man. That was great, yo. I, I'm so glad that I took the time out to, you know, watch this movie in its entirety, man. This movie's great, man. The the first of all, the, like I said, the cast is loaded. I can't say that enough about this movie. It's classic Quentin Tarantino in the sense of his style of direction, um, uh, advancing the story, bringing the story back around so that you know everything that's going on from maybe different angles and stuff like that or different uh, perspectives and, and character point of views and stuff. And the mono, the, listen, man, the monologue sequences where, like I said, literally there's two people across from each other. The shots are so symmetrical when when these people are uh, 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 interacting with each other and talking to each other in, in this film. And it literally, I didn't need no gunplay in this movie. And there was there was not a lot of it. But when it hit, it hit hard, man. Y'all see how I reacted to Samuel Jackson getting shot, to uh, Robert De Niro getting shot, even though I knew it was happening. I forgot at what point it happened uh, during the dialogue. Um, Bridget Fonda getting shot, man. There are certain moments in this movie that just really caught me off guard, man. So I didn't need all the crazy you know um spectacle type of antics in this movie man is really good is really it's well written before anything man you know i gotta show favoritism as a writer but uh i honestly i will give this a fair nine and a half out of ten uh what keeps it from a ten is the fact that you know i hate to make a comparison here but if we are going to talk about the succession of quentin tarantino movies you know reservoir dogs pulp fiction jackie brown so on and so forth um I, I think I was attached more to the characters in Pulp Fiction, and I thought those characters were way more interesting, and that's not to downplay this movie at all, because I love these characters, man, and the fact that I watched it all the way through for the first time, um, I like these characters even more. This is definitely a movie I can I, I would recommend to people, whether you are or are not a Quentin Tarantino fan, this movie's awesome, man. So straight up 9.5 out of 10, strong 9.5 out of 10, man. Soundtrack was awesome. Oh, okay. Across 110th Street was by Bobby Womack. <laughs> I didn't know until uh, I couldn't figure out who was behind the song. I knew the song, but y'all know what I'm trying to say here. But um, yeah, man, this this was a great watch, man. I'm mad that I'm about to walk and bring this back to my uncle's house right now, man. But you know, it's got to be done. But it, it was a really great. This probably is like top. Hold up, man. Do I want I want to say. Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill Volume, part of me wants to say Volume 2, I don't know, I gotta watch both of them again, but one of the Kill Bill movies, Pulp Fiction, and Jackie Brown is definitely in my top three, uh, in my top three slash top five movies of, of, of Quentin Tarantino of all time, man, this movie was awesome, man, I'm so glad I took the time out to watch it, man, um, not only that, um, but outside of the fact that, oh, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, I haven't watched, like, I'm glad that I'm giving myself a chance to give other movies a chance, you know, whether I didn't give them a chance back in the day fairly enough, or whether I just haven't watched them at all, um, part of the podcast and shit is just, you know, trying to learn to be open with, with, uh, a wider variety of films, man, and this was definitely worth the while, man, this is like two, two hours of some change that we are into this, man, so if you guys tuned in, man, I, I, you know, the entire time, I really appreciate y'all, man, but y'all already know where to go, 
at this point, man. And in case y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Podbean. Shout out to Anchor. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. And last but not least, shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Horror Virus. And last but not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there, man. Listen, I see y'all are tuning in, and I gotta shout out my uncle. Shout out Jay Lawrence Sings, Jonathan. Listen, whatever you want to call him, I'll call him Uncle Butch. You got to shout him out because he actually just texted me yesterday morning and, and uh, I actually had to repost it. You know, I didn't post his number in there, but I had to shout him out because um he's been actually tuning into my podcast episode since I sent him the link, man. So I definitely have to shout out Uncle Man. Love you to death, man. Can't wait to interview you because he's got an album coming out. But um. It's neither here nor there. It's neither here nor there, people. But other than him, uh, I, I do see the rest of the Tudor reviewers and uh, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there, man. Y'all have been tuning into a lot of stuff. I know that uh, that J. Cole interlude reaction uh, episode that I did, uh, it, it really got a bunch of spins as soon as I posted it. I was actually surprised. So that kind of lets me know I need to do a lot more music-bound um, episodes and the way you guys are tuning into that, y'all are killing it in the game, man. I, I really appreciate you guys, man. Like I said, y'all have been tuning into, you know, a lot of the recent episodes I, I've, I've posted really quickly. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm surprised, but when things start to pick up and certain episodes get certain hits more than other episodes, it's just like, all right, well, you know, I take notes of everything, people. I'm, I'm very meticulous about, uh, you know, certain episodes I do, and I'm thinking, do people love this or do people want to hear this or what do people like and what are the biggest episodes I've done and what do people tune into the most and what do people want to you know I'm I'm all about the listeners at the end of the day man I do shit that I feel like you guys will gravitate towards and you guys will love and you guys will enjoy listening to me talk about whether it's commentary or whether it's a, um you know just a regular based episode that I have based my notes on outline type of stuff but you guys uh, all in all man it, it, you know to sum it up you guys are fucking awesome man and I love y'all to death man so much love and respect to y'all big shout out to y'all y'all need to you know applaud yourselves for just being amazing listeners and just an amazing support system for this podcast man and y'all already know the love and support y'all show me I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some so with that being said people Yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.